everyone, it is Danny and Zach with Focused Results here to bring you another lovely podcast. Ignite your fire, baby! <laughs> Which means wake up, be excited to live. Yes! We are. We're here, we're ready for you, we're going to bring the energy today. <laughs> we are caffeine for you on your cellular device. <laughs> So today we're going to do a little question and answer segment with Danny and I, and we're just going to have fun with it. We're probably going to make fun of one another, and that's just what we do best. Well, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, well, sorry. No, it's all good. (laughs) Um, So sit back and enjoy the the episode, Uh, and again, like always, leave us with comments or feedback that you might have. Hello, everyone. It's Danny. And it's Zach. And we are super excited to bring to you a virtual program called 30 Days to Wellness. We're so excited. We're going to be able to offer fitness classes, nutrition, meditation, yoga, motivational quotes. Danny, what am I missing? Anything? We're going to have some meal prep opportunities, and it's only going to be about 15 minutes a day. That's 30 days, just 15 minutes each. And if you would like the opportunity for something a little bit extra, we'll have that for you as well. This can be a great holiday present for somebody in your family or a loved one that you're really hoping wants to get started on the wellness journey, but just isn't there yet. And with the coupon code FRVIP, you can get $5 off, making it only $1 a day. That's right, everyone. And we really hope that you'll join us with making 2021 a beautiful year. Let's start together with full on deck support love, light, you name it. We're ready to get focused. We're ready for some fantastic results. So join us, Focus Results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to today's podcast. I am one of your hosts, Danny, which is short for Danielle. I teach yoga. I have taught yoga for about eight years now, and I have also done massage therapy for much, much longer. I don't recall how long, um, a little over 10 years. And I also have an extensive background in hula hooping, hopscotching, and um, gymnastics and dance. Wow. And I am Zach. I am your (laughs) other host. Uh, And this is our little um, question and answer uh, section of the podcast. So um, obviously we have not gained too many listeners yet, to nobody's surprise. We have have a few. So I know some of you are listening are thinking these questions that we're going to ask. But we are going to uh, be simulating some questions from the audience. Uh, And, you know, I've been in fitness for 15 years and uh, nutrition uh, has been a passion of mine. And so all questions are on the table for Danny to ask me. Um, I love my family as a personal side note, little West man that everybody knows and Kristen. Uh, And we love to go out for hikes. Um, I'm not opposed to hula hooping. I, I would do it. Great. I don't have one, but I would do it. Um, and, not expensive. and I just got a pair of ice skates for my birthday, so I'm ready for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. So, anyways, no more wasting time. Let's get right to it. So, first call is going to come from JoJo in San Francisco. <laughs> Jojo wants to know, is Zach short for Zachary? Oh, it's totally short for Zachary. Right. Yeah, it's and it's yeah. weird because 
my first name is spelled uh, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, and my short name, Zach, I go by Z-A-K, which totally throws people for a loop. It does. It's, there is a long story to it. We won't bore with details, okay. but there you go. Now everybody knows. There are other questions to be had. Yes. Okay. Here's another question from JoJo. <laughs> um, yes, JoJo. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hello there. How do you work out when you don't feel like working out? Oh man, I get asked that question a lot, and I think um, I think it's really important when you're talking about working out to actually change your perception on working out. So many people think that they have to work out for a given period of time, either 45 minutes, a half hour, hour, three, four times a week, whatever it is. They think they have to do that or it's a failure. What I challenge people to do is actually look at working out as being even little segments that you can do around your house. And then when you have time to be able to fit, especially in our busy lifestyles, it's sometimes really hard to like look at it as splitting it up into different segments. But like that might be what works for you at this point in your life. Right, Jojo? So you're a busy person. I know it. You look like a businesswoman. Like, <laughs> um, and you sound like a businesswoman. You sound like a businesswoman. <laughs> um, and I think that sometimes it's really, really important to like, it, let's say you have five minutes to do some squats. Do five minutes of like bodyweight squats. It may not be like a huge workout, but it might be what you can do, and it's a heck of a lot better than just sitting in a chair for five minutes. So, um, and then when you get the opportunity to get something a little bit longer, do it. Or if, you, if you're starting a new habit and you've never worked out before and you really don't have the energy to work out with or work out, start with two, three minutes and see where it goes, right? Like, so all of a sudden that three minutes turns into five, turns into 10, turns into 15. Don't like limit yourself either, but start off with small chunks to help make yourself successful and then let that go. And even on those days where it's really, really hard to say, hey, just give me five minutes, right? Like there's some times where I'm exhausted. I just got done working a long day of sessions. Um, I have the, the studio to myself and I'm like, man, I'm tired. It'd be really easy to sit back, watch a little bit of sports on the TV, my lunch, hang out. But like I just tell myself, I'm like five minutes, give yourself five minutes. And all of a sudden that five turns into like a 45 minute great workout and I'm feeling energized and pumped and like it just happened. And all of a sudden I look back, I'm like, man, that was awesome and that could have totally sucked. So that's what I would recommend, Jojo. Noted, thank you. <laughs> what an accent. <laughs> Yes. It's a great accent. All right. So I have a question for you, Danny. This is Greg from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally chill from Seattle. I'm having my Starbucks right now. All right, Greg. All right. You reading the paper? I'm reading the paper. Okay. I enjoy some meditation every once in a while. Do you? Nice. But I can't find time to meditate. When is the best time to meditate? Hmm. That is a really good question, and I would say that it is different for every person because we have different lifestyles. For some people, the best time to meditate is going to be right when you wake up. So maybe you open your eyes and you sit up and you just sit there. You close your eyes and you just watch the thoughts that come up. You don't have to do anything, just breathe. Just five minutes, three minutes, whatever you can do. Um, for other people, it might be during their lunch break. You just sit in your car, bask in the sun for five minutes. Not not like on the road, but you know, in a <laughs> parking lot. Um, although I will say that sometimes it can be very meditative to actively do things. For some of us, it is very difficult to just sit still. 
And you could try meditating at nighttime as well, but if you are one of those people where you struggle um, to just do nothing, if you struggle to sit and carve out that space to meditate, then I would highly recommend finding something that is meditative, and I'm going to go into that, of course, um, where you feel very calm. For, for example, I am very into archery, and so I love to go shooting with my dad, and there's something about setting my feet up, holding my bow, you know, setting up for that shot and just envisioning it hitting the target exactly where I want it to. That is very meditative. I'm not really thinking about anything else but where my breath is and releasing that string on my exhale. Um, but you could take a meditative walk. You could go for a walk and just breathe and notice the trees. Maybe it is while you drive. Maybe you just turn the radio off. Have you ever done that? Like just drive in silence? Sometimes it's so nice and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. But that could be your space of meditation. Obviously, please watch the road. This is not where I recommend closing your eyes. But it could serve as that tiny space where you just get to be with your thoughts. You just get to check in, like, what's going on? And I, when I do that, I often make up names and stories for the other people on the road. Like, if someone cuts me off, and let's say it's it's some older lady, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, Mary's got to make it to the bank before it closes. This is a big deal. Good luck, Mary. Have a great day. I hope you get to where you're going. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it can kind of help to replace our road rage, which is important. Nice. Good. Thank you. You're welcome, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's break character now. I want to know what Danny has as a question for me. Uh, okay. Uh, how do you... I'm like, how do you strengthen your rhomboids? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Holy cow. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind. I, my, my rhomboids need to be stronger, and I know that. Yeah, if, if I had a dollar for every time I heard about that... <laughs> <laughs> Those dang rhomboids. Oh. Do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Do, but we can save it for another All time. All right, I'll show you later, okay. Danny. What um, would a listener have to say, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> the, a listener might be like, I agree with Danny. How oh, do you true. strengthen rhomboids? I should not. What are rhomboids? should not jump to conclusions. They're those muscles between your shoulder blades. They are. That often are like, massage me, yeah. I hurt. So rose is a good way. Next question. <laughs> rose. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Did you hear that everyone wrote? There you go. Mark that down. Okay. Um, next question. Let's see. Okay. Uh, my question is for you to please dissect and, and inform us the correct way of thinking when you would hear someone say, no pain, no gain. Ooh. So that is interesting. Um... I really don't think that I get the whole idea and concept behind no pain, no gain, right? Like, I think you should push yourself, and in order to get stronger, you can't, like, sit and lift three-pound weights a hundred times and hope to see results of getting stronger. So, I get the concept of it, but there shouldn't actually be physical pain to gain. Uh, there's a difference between a muscular burn so which is really hard for some people who are not workout people like if somebody's coming to me for the first time it's hard to separate what's muscular burn or what's soreness after a workout mm -hmm. versus what is um, bad hurt 
right? Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of times like a bad pain or something that comes on is something that, you know, uh, might happen specifically at that time, right? So you might do a certain lift and all of a sudden my back hurts, right? I know my body's telling me that's not good pain, right? Or I feel something in the wrong place that I shouldn't be feeling it. Like maybe I'm doing an ab exercise and I'm feeling it in my low back or I'm doing a pull-up and I'm feeling my shoulders a lot. Um, those are things that we want to stay away from. Or knee pain, like joint pain, is something that you want to be careful of because that's your body telling you something. Maybe you're not moving in the, uh, in the place that you should be moving. Maybe you're trying to go too deep and your body's not ready for that. So there's a lot of like training techniques that we can use to try to improve that. So going back to the like pull-up example, right? If your shoulders don't have good range of motion and you're doing a pull-up, you're re-emphasizing bad body mechanics. Your body's not gonna like that. So it's gonna send a signal to your brain saying, ouch, I don't like that. So then all of a sudden I wake up the next morning and I have stiffness in my neck, or I have pain in my shoulder and an impinged shoulder. Those things are stuff that you kind of want to look for and address. It doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do a pull-up or pull-ups are bad for you. It just means that like you have to work on mobility and strength within different end range of motion. So you definitely would want to find a personal trainer or somebody that really knows what they're talking about. Because the other thing is if somebody's telling you to do something and your body's not liking it, they're the wrong person for you. Mm. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't care if, I, I like when people work out, right? I love when people work out. I mean, of course I love when they come to me and it's great and it's wonderful, um, but I want people just to work out, right? And so if you're going to a class um, and, and that's what your jam is, is to go to a class, that's really good, but you should still pay attention to your body. And just because some trainer that's in front of the class is telling you, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily one, an expert. They might be, I'm not saying that they're not, but they're, they may or may not be an expert. They don't know your body, mm -hmm. right? And so I have it so many times where people will go to any kind of a class format and be like, I know I shouldn't have, but I did. And then all of a sudden I woke up with, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, those are the types of things, like if you pay attention to the good pain versus the bad pain, it can make a huge difference. So I don't think there is no pain, uh, you know, no pain, no gain. I think you can have no pain and have tons of gain. Have pain in the right way. <laughs> so that's how I would answer that. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you, I Danny. believe you <laughs> and I trust you. Awesome. All right, so I'm not, I'm gonna pretend like I'm some other guy that is not super tight and, and yoga challenges me. Okay. <laughs> but if I go to a yoga class, Danny, like how do I not embarrass myself when I'm trying to do like tree pose and like can't even like get my elbows on the other side of each other? Like where should I start? Like if I'm beginner to yoga, where should I start and how do I not get down the path of like beating myself up or not like I, all of a sudden I walk into a class I see a bunch of people doing headstands I'm like dude like I don't want to do yoga yeah, fair. <laughs> right fair. like so how do you address that or you did try yoga and you had a terrible experience totally so you're like, exactly it's not for me yeah this is such a great question okay um <laughs> so close I'm so glad you're excited this is such a great question Woo! I'm so pumped for this answer all right, all right so there are so many different types of yoga. There are different levels, and there are different teachers, you guys. Oh. What? <laughs> I thought it was just you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, think about it. When you go to like get your hair done or something, you have a hairstylist. 
or there's a lot of different ways that we could compare this but the idea is that you find a person that just fits you they know what you need you like how they talk you like how they think and you like how they lead you to feel right the same is true with yoga um, so there's a lot of different levels meaning that there is uh, beginners yoga there's gentle yoga these are all great places to start if you're brand new to the practice because it's a slower practice there's a lot more um, description of what you are supposed to be doing with your body you know like drop your left hip turn your right foot in you know drop that shoulder so like all those very tight I offer those keys in any class but when you take a vinyasa class where it's it's more so um, emphasized on the breath and the movement and so the assumption is made that you are in your practice and you you are you are connected to your body so um, there's there's less time that is spent on explaining the poses and what they should feel like in your body um, and also a more advanced class also suggests that you are respecting your body and where your limitations are. So for someone who's brand new, they may feel um, like they have to do everything that the yoga instructor says. And sometimes we don't always offer up modifications. I try to do that, so like here's an example. I'll bring you into downward dog, and then I will oftentimes give three three options. Like one, you could take child's pose, which is basically your body saying, I really need to rest, like I just need to chill out and breathe. The other is to just hold your down dog. Maybe you like to build a little bit of heat. The third is to take another vinyasa. So you'll flow through a series of poses and come back into that downward dog. So maybe you're, you're there you know, to really build heat and you want to experience more of the sweating and the burning, the mental clarity. Um, we all need these components, but to different degrees. And something that feels really good for me might not feel good for you at all. And then there's all like these these ailments, right? Or like maybe you sprained your ankle when you were 15. Um, maybe you had a knee replacement. Maybe you've been a runner for years and so your hamstrings are significantly shorter than they should be. All of these things come into play, so it's important to be able to listen to your body and know that even if the option isn't offered up of like, hey, we're gonna do this pose, guys, but if it doesn't feel good, you could do that instead. Like even if that doesn't happen, you already know that you have that space of doing something else instead. So as a beginner, I would say definitely seek out those um, those more beginner-based classes. Whether it's uh, so level one is definitely a little a little bit more advanced. You can still try them. It's super fun to challenge yourself and just you know talk to the instructor. Let them know before class starts. Hey, I'm new, but I just want to give it a try. And just go to your comfort level. If you walk into a class and you see a bunch of people on, on their heads and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. You're, you might be right. This might not be your cup of tea. But you should still give it a try. Have fun. Don't do anything that would hurt you. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Follow-up question to that yeah. is what should I, as a new beginner yogi, right, uh, what should I look for in an instructor to know that, like, they have my best interests in line? Like... Like, besides personality, I guess. Okay. What should I look for? What are some things that, like, if the person's doing that, like, maybe I should be more, uh, you know, pay more attention to and say, maybe this isn't right for me? That's a difficult question, right? Because it's it's so personal based on, on um, preference. Mm -hmm. I, 
because as much as I'm a, an instructor, I'm also a student. So I love going to take yoga classes. Not that that's happening as often these days, but I am drawn to a very specific type of instructor. Like I want to know that you see me, and even though I might not want to be seen by everyone in the class, I want to know that you you see why I'm here. Like I'm here because I'm I'm just trying to process life and I'm just trying to breathe into my my own existence. And so I, I like instructors that are personable. They don't have to necessarily have a conversation with me, but just that genuineness of hi, like I'm so glad you're here. Because unfortunately I've had the experience where the yoga instructor kind of just looked over the room and it was more based on fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there wasn't really, there was like a coldness. Sure. And, um, and I like when a yoga instructor gives, gives reasoning behind things and offers up quotes and is saying, hey, let, your, let the corners of your mouth start to reach for your eyes. Because I'm like, they're telling me to smile. Like, I eat that stuff up. So that's personal. That being said, I think a good yoga instructor is it's just your preference. It's someone that you feel you can trust. Um, and you can open up to, to the to the extent of hey, I have a headache, so that they can inform you. Don't do any forward folds, no inversions if you have a headache. Um, I also think it's really important that they understand anatomy. That that's a big deal because mm-hmm. there are yoga poses that could lead to injury, which is why it's important to move slow. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. Just, yeah. just see how you feel when you meet those people. Great answer, Danny. Thanks. I ramble so easy, you guys. No, it's good. That's good. I think that's actually really valuable, and I think it's the same could be said on on uh, anytime you're trying to look into like a wellness instructor. They should know you and know your body and know how to motivate you specifically, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, class or not. I mean, honestly, like I think obviously the bigger classes you might have a little bit of more separation, but it's like they should still be able to connect with you and speak to you and get you moving so yes yeah exactly well zach thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom i want to send a special thank you to jojo (laughs) she was awesome and that was a great first question on her part just saying i would also like to special uh send a special thank you to greg in seattle (laughs) Who's drinking his coffee and reading his paper. I really appreciate you chiming in with your meditation thoughts. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, thank you to all the listeners too for kind of going on this silly journey with us. I apologize we couldn't get to all of you. The the lines were all tied up. We're overwhelmed. (laughs) Maybe next time. Keep calling in or direct message us uh, with any specific questions that you have. And uh, if somebody wants to stop by and record with us, I'm game. Oh my god, that's so fun. <laughs> six feet apart. There Let's we go, do six it. feet apart. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And uh, until next time, stay focused. Peace out. For more information on today's podcast, as well as information on our upcoming wellness retreats, please visit us at fitwithfr.com.